Knock, knock. Who's there? Gabby. Gabby who? Gabby Abby. Wah, wah. Oh, man. Gabby Gabby. Abby Abby. Gabby Abby. Abby Gabby. We have the same name, except yours starts with a G and mine starts with an A. Whoa. It was meant to be. (laughs) Welcome back to Abby Untethered, a podcast about how to meditate your way through a divorce and into a miraculous life. Episode two. Hey, it's Abby, 41-year-old mother of two. Hey, it's Abby. I'm a 41-year-old mother of two, meditating my way through a divorce and into a miraculous life. Episode one of the Abby Untethered podcast was a reflection on the start of my journey inward to a deeper consciousness, to a life lived intentionally and with greater clarity, inner peace, and joy. I attribute the start of my journey to four things, divine intervention, a specific and super crappy situation, a willingness to change, and the internet. A year ago, January, I went online and Googled ways to quit drinking. Although my consumption of alcohol was what I suppose would be called socially acceptable, in a surprisingly stoic moment, well before I had read anything about stoicism, I decided to control only what was mine to control, the amount of alcohol I consumed. I was seeking change. Quitting drinking would surely change something, even if I wasn't sure what. Holly Whitaker's Quit Like a Woman, The Radical Choice Not to Drink in a Culture Obsessed with Alcohol, landed in my Amazon cart a day later on my front porch and that night in my hands while soaking in the tub with eucalyptus Epsom salts. Thanks to Holly's book, I quit drinking. I was completely sober for six months and these days have only the occasional beer. I almost entirely quit eating meat and I found Gabby Bernstein. Gabby. Gabby Bernstein. Here, can you hear me flipping through the pages? Here is Super Tractor and Spirit Junkie. And this one's harder to flip because it's a hardcover. Happy Days. I also have this beautifully illustrated 52 card deck called The Universe Has Your Back. And I could pull a card right now. Let's see what I get. Oh, no way. This, I I truly randomly pulled a card, and this is one that made a huge impact in my life um, over the last year. It reads, obstacles are detours in the right direction. In fact, I can't believe that I didn't explicitly plan on talking about that in this podcast. Let me say that one more time. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. Oh, man. Okay. So before I read any of these other books, or even before I had these cards, I had Gabby's book called May Cause Miracles, a 40-day guidebook of subtle shifts for radical change and unlimited happiness. Like Holly's book, Gabby's landed in my cart and then very quickly on my doorstep. Back then I lived in the suburbs. But unlike Holly's book, that it sat unopened on my nightstand for weeks. As I mentioned in the first episode, I had never in my life done self 
help. I secretly scoffed at other women practicing self-care. Who exercises on vacation? I cringed at memes shared on social media. Never mind that now Peaceful Barb is like my BFF. I was too strong, too busy, too wrapped up in taking care of everything for everybody else. I didn't need help. I am not making the following up for literary effect. After a few weeks, I picked up the book and holding it a little bit like a bag of dog poo, far enough away that I hopefully couldn't smell it, I awkwardly flipped through the pages. Week one, becoming miracle-minded. Oh my God, gross. Page 67, affirmation day nine. I am willing to let go of my self-doubt. I surrender to self-love. Uh-huh. There were morning reflections, evening exercises, meditations. I closed the book, put it back on my nightstand, and there it sat for another few weeks. But damn it, I kept thinking about and rereading parts of Holly's book, and she kept talking about Gabby. And so finally, one night, I picked up the book, got in the bath, and actually started reading it. The introduction and two chapters later, my life had changed. As I wrote this, I actually got teared up, and I was wondering if I would cry as I read it into the mic. It doesn't feel like I'm going to now, but if you remember in episode one, I talked about how I was incredibly anxious for most of my adult life. I read and did what Gabby said to do for three weeks, and if this isn't a miracle, I don't know what is. In those three weeks, I melted away years and years and years of self-doubt and high-functioning but soul-crushing anxiety. In her introduction, Gabby planted the seeds that have since grown into my worldview. She wrote, and I underlined, I recognize that nothing outside of myself could fill me up. In chapter one, or week one as she calls it, titled Becoming Miracle-Minded, readers are given what for me was the single most takeaway of the book, A miracle is simply a shift in perception. Our happiness can be solely attributed to one person and one person alone, ourselves, because only we can choose how we perceive the world around us. Gabby quotes one of her spiritual leaders, Wayne Dyer, who said, I'll see it when I believe it. She also writes, through your willingness to choose gratitude, forgiveness, and a new perspective, you will intuitively be led to see your entire life through new lenses. I know that the concept of working with your inner power may be foreign to you. No kidding. It was, but I was coming around. Now the book was more like a frozen bag of dog poo. I could feel what Gabby wrote to be true and the self-righteous disdain of all things self-help be damned. I was going to give this whole expecting miracles thing a chance. And really, looking back now, this isn't a surprise. I suspect that for many people, it's the toughest times in our lives, losing loved ones, getting divorced, or experiencing other trauma, when we have no choice if we are to survive, other than to somehow connect with something bigger than ourselves, when we get to know and trust the universe. Now I wasn't just reading, I was doing Gabby's meditations and breathing exercises and journal prompts. In my journal, I wrote, day one may cause miracles. I am willing to witness my fears. I listed all of them, about two pages worth of really specific things I was afraid of. And then I narrowed it down into a few categories. Number one, I'm scared my husband is going to leave our marriage. Number two, 
I am scared of not living a normal or expected life, even though I feel called in a different, air quote, direction. I am scared that my body is not perfect enough. I am scared that I will not make a big enough difference in the world. The next day, Gabby directed me to choose love instead of fear. She said it was time to release the fears to choose a new perspective. I'll focus on my first fear, as at least for now, divorce is the primary topic of this podcast. I wrote again, I am scared my husband is going to leave our marriage. In fact, I had spent three years afraid that my husband was going to leave our marriage. Per Gabby's advice, I decided to stop. My anxiety, my worries were not serving me. I dedicated the next few weeks, which increasingly included yoga and meditation, and this mind-body connection is super important. Having the ideas alone isn't enough. I dedicated the next few weeks to letting go of my fears and changing my perception. I used Gabby's mantra, I choose to release my fears. I surrender. I said this a lot. And I felt a real shift, which I documented in detail in my journal. Worrying about my marriage ending, it had become very clear, was certainly not going to be what would save it. As it turned out, not worrying wasn't going to save it either. It could maybe be called tragic, labeled typical, perhaps, or possibly ironic, as for about three months, parallel to my writing about my shift and subsequent application of the shift in perception in my life, I was also writing daily, sometimes desperately, but also inquisitively, through the lens of my new worldview, the words and events that would come to be the end of my 14-year marriage. Because my fear came true, my husband left. But thanks to the universe, self-help books, because self-help books are the best, and thanks to doing the work I had put into what I now called my period of pre-healing, I knew exactly what to do. It sounds a little bit too much like something from a movie to be true, but I really did this. I opened May Cause Miracles, took out my journal, uncapped my pen, and started over. I identified my updated and more accurate fear. I am afraid of getting divorced. And then again, I chose to release my fear. I chose to see it from a different perspective. There was only one way I was going to be able to do this. I would choose to see getting divorced not as the end of my life, but as a miracle. Two days after my husband moved out, I had him over for dinner. And almost one year later, as we get closer to finalizing everything, I have, not without bumps, but I have, maintained this perspective, and I am incredibly thankful for it. Not only for my own sake, seeing our divorce as a miracle honors the legitimate differences between my soon-to-be ex and myself and the reality that we will be better friends and co-parents than we were spouses. And most importantly, it allows us, at least we hope and we pray, to build a new world for our two kids as painlessly as possible. And for that, here come the tears a little bit. (laughs) I don't care how cheesy it sounds. I have Gabby Bernstein to thank. In the next episode, I will talk about a Kundalini yoga. And then, because <clears throat> it sounds really fun and I feel like shifting the tone a little bit, I'm going to dedicate an episode to one of the most inspirational, badass women I follow, Robin Arzan with Peloton. Do you know what she did? She married her own damn self. 
It's in quotes. That's what she said. She married her own damn self before she got married to her husband. When I first heard this, I loved the idea so much that I went down to the little local jewelry store with my grandma's um, old ring and had it resized so that I could marry my own damn self. Oh, and while I was there, I found a Mother Mary charm. So that could be another episode. I'd love to share more about how Mary made it around my neck and into my heart. But until next time, get outside.